Okay, so <clears throat> after the vision that I had, excuse me, of after the vision that I, excuse me, after the vision that I had of. After the vision that I had of me locked up in this camp, I've seen myself in multiple camps. Um, I saw myself being sold at Walmart. Then I saw myself leaving Walmart with my sister, but I was rushing. I was fighting for us to get away, but... It's like it was something or somebody who was invisible, maybe Satan, just kept delaying me, kept, you know, creating distractions and delays. This is the last time that I ever really felt like, not the last time, but this is when I really felt like, you know, actually the things that I do in the natural and the contact that we have in the natural, me and my sister, the conversations that we have actually matter. But the frustrating part about it is, you know, I just can't seem to have conversations with her. I can't have conversations with her because I hear all the time in my head. I hear all the time in the spirit. And every single time, you know, I'm talking to her or I want to talk to her, I hear all the fake and, and just fraudulent and just like, you know, be as she be doing you know, behind my back, and, like, like, she really don't rock with me at all, she don't mess with me for real, you know, she do everything she can to hurt me, everything she can to embarrass me, everything she can to sabotage everything that I want in life, like, she just try to step on me as much as she possibly can, that's what it seemed like to me, so I feel weird having conversations with her, because I can't be fake, I can't be fake, you know, the thing about this is like, and I know it's going to sound like I'm just so upset about everything, but it's like, yeah, it's on my heart. I'm going to admit that. But also, I want to be honest. Overall, I really shouldn't talk about nothing then. I really shouldn't care about anything. And I really shouldn't, I should focus on one thing, and that's getting my family out. And everything else is just a distraction. It's just a soul division. And plus, I always have in my heart what God said. You're responsible for every idle word spoken right before I started my podcast. And I never try to justify it. But at the same time, I saw myself speaking on a podium, speaking the words directly from what God said. You know, but is this possibly my podium or not? I don't want to jump the gun. I think that a lot of stuff God has shown me has been quite literal. But... One thing that has been on my heart, you know, I'm going to scratch what I was going to say because, matter of fact, no, I'll say it, but I'll just say that it. I don't think it's as important anymore. What I was going to say was my whole life, everybody always looked at this different stuff that people did around me as real and the different stuff that I did to avoid it as corny or weak, but 
I never saw no respect in, you know, doing everything you can to step on somebody to exert your power that you wouldn't do with somebody else. You ain't doing that with everybody. You ain't keeping that energy with everybody. And even if you is, I still don't think that's cool or raw or like you doing anything in life. Because, you know, why do you have to be, why do you have to feel, why is that what you need to feel big? Why is that what drives you? Why is that what motivates you? Why is that what keeps you going? You know, as I said before, we all, I I felt like I don't want to judge what we all had a choice of. It feel like I keep getting this question, like, do we all get the same process? Do we all go through the same process, but we all just handle it in a different way? And then it's like, you feel like, how much differently can you handle it when you realize the choices that you face with in life? You see how creative people can get anything like, wow, I would have never thought of nothing like that, or why didn't I think of that, or whatever. But in reality, it's like, I don't feel like a lot of times these choices or these, these different things that we all face in life is just so different that you could never... Well, I want to give the benefit of the doubt that it could be so different. You could never guess the choice or something that somebody had. But I think that that was Satan early on trying to trick me out of, you know, the good things and the good choices and the right choices I was making. From the jump, nobody never wanted me to have nothing. Period. That's just what it is. Even when I was backing down and, you know, allowing you know, different things. Like, I was allowing myself to have to go through whatever in order to be a certain kind of individual. And I wasn't, because I didn't want to choose certain things. And I was allowing myself to look like I didn't, you know, like I couldn't stand up for myself, like I couldn't do that, like I couldn't be that. No matter what I knew, I didn't I didn't do God in my way to, fight, to prove a point. I just didn't. Not a lot of times. Regardless of if I felt like I wanted to, I didn't. Because just because people will say because they can't get off of you that you did what they did. They wouldn't they would have left you alone if you did what they did. They they are intimidated by the choices that you made and how it's serving you now. The type of person you decide to be and they wanna call you corny. But in reality, you know, when it comes down to it, I feel like I I'm I'm sometimes, you know, I don't know. I'm just realizing a lot of stuff in my childhood. Like, 
we we all had the same choices. You know, the choice that I made, I thought that the consequences was the obvious, you know. They're going to tease you. They're going to mock you. You're going to have to look weak. You're going to have to back down from fights. You're going to have to be seen as someone who can be played over, stepped over, treated like a doormat. You're going to be used and abused so much more than everybody else because somebody feel like you got to, you know, jump up and fight every single time to prove your respect, you know, and... I chose what I chose, you know, because God was talking to me and I I, re- I received that. But God loves us all regardless, you know. And I never wanted, you know, that to affect me in a way where I somehow wanted them not to be loved because they didn't do it. Because I feel like if that is the case, then just do it, you know. But I fear God. Yes, I do fear God. I love God. You know, he just, he knows what's going on in my mind. He knows what I really want. And he knows how different choices, how much they affect me, you know, spiritually. How that affects me when nobody else is around and how that matters more to me. Because people always want to get you to do something then leave you. People always want to get you to do something and then, you know, or you can sit here with me and be miserable. You know, you feel alone around a whole bunch of people. So what is the point of trying to fit in with these people? You still don't feel like you got nobody. You never have nobody either way it goes. So you might as well have you. And a lot of people, you know, they don't even think about it like that. That's what it feels like. The perspective is like, I don't care. I do not care. That's the point. I just do not care about it. This is just something I do not care about. Don't you know how you don't care about certain things? You're not even thinking about those things. Those things not even crossing your mind. You're just not. You just don't have feelings for it at all. That's how I feel about this. And I just can't believe it. Because like I said, God has exposed so many different things now. He's exposed that, yeah, the whole time they was they was doing things intentionally to try and destroy your future, you know. Now I'm reminded of this football player. You know what? Now that's crazy. Puzzle pieces coming together now because the other night I was laying down and I was just praying. I was just praying. And... trying to focus very hard on God. So what happened was I saw, I I felt a bunch of different distraction crowded around me, all this different stuff going on. And it's like, this always happening. So I'm just doing my best to fight and focus on God. I had just got off Instagram, scrolling through Instagram, and I feel like I saw few people and like I just try not to think too much on people because I know that automatically it feel like the conversation is on them with so many different things going on I don't really want to be in every conversation or care about a lot of stuff that everybody's doing I want to focus on this fight and I'm really just so mad that I still even got a lot of these distractions around me but obviously it's there to you know make me stronger help me to focus more even though a lot of times when it come down to it it ain't even about me it ain't even me you know, if it were up to me, if it wasn't about nothing or nobody else around me, it would be done. I'd be there. We all have it. We'd all have it right now. You know, and we move forward forever happily healed. You know, I wouldn't come back seek revenge for nobody. I don't need 
to throw it in your face. I don't need you to be there to see it. You can win too. Have everything you ever wanted. Everybody live happily ever after. We can go our separate ways or we can come together for dinner every night. It don't make a difference to me. We can all be okay. If it were up to me right now. But this is bitter and misery. You know, this is bitterness and misery that want to continue a torturous situation no matter who getting hurt. And that's what I'm fighting. Really, that's all that really matters to me. And I'm sure it's a lot of people who got their opinions on me. You don't care about this enough. You don't care about that enough. If you girl, you you know, spoiled, lazy, whatever opinions that they have about me. God knows who I am. That's all that matters. You tell me I'm lazy, and as lazy as I feel, I know that I am not. And it's amazing how my whole life this stuff is showed to me, is told to me. And now God is showing me the whole time what I was doing when everybody was saying I was lazy. Everybody saying I didn't finish things. Everybody saying I was weak. Everybody said I was a crybaby. Everybody said I was a snitch. Everybody said I was all these things that God is showing me in the spirit. I've never been the opposite of everything that they said. And it's not that I even needed a round of applause because I never got it. I don't know if I ever will, not from these people. I'm finally getting one now, and it's like, I'm like, you know, already past that. It's okay. You can keep it. I don't do it for that. I never want anything in return for the things that I do. I mean, maybe just for, you know, no, I do want things in return, actually. I'm not going to lie. What I want is I want everybody around me to finally see a winning season. That's what I want. That would be great, including myself. I want us to be able to redo every single thing that we never got and we never had together, all the struggling times, all the different things. I want to be able to do that over and see if we can operate, if we were operating in healing and whole, wholeness and completeness, will we have had the issues or ever faced a lot of the demons we had to fight growing up that put us in this place? But I don't want to hate God for it in the process. So I don't want no fake lying. You know, I want the truth. I want, I want, I want to see it for real. I want to know the truth about it. And the fact is that everything happened for a reason. The fact is, you know, even if you go back and change it, you wouldn't change nothing. Everything happens for a reason. And the fact is also that, you know, I'm not there yet, but I will one day understand every. Everything that's going on, just like I'm halfway there now. I'm about halfway there because I see that a lot of different things that I used to do and had to suffer through, and I just forgot or gave up, or maybe didn't. I stopped needing, you know, validation for it. I know I never needed validation for it, I never expected validation from it for it. I'm getting that now. So now I'm thinking about what about the things I did expect validation from? Does that mean that I already? Counting myself out for expecting validation from that. So then that brings me to where I am now. All these different things that I'm doing, checking my, my attitude, checking my intentions. Am I expecting validation from this? I have to make sure that I'm intent about not expecting validation from things. You know, because like the Lord said, you have your reward. You have it. The only thing he is rewarding is the things that you do in secret between you and him. You did it just because you wanted to, you know, be right for God. You did it just because of who you are. You didn't do it to be seen or noticed. 
Never did it ever cross your mind or in your heart. Never was ever in your heart. You know, I want everybody else to see me do this. I'm just going to do it. So I, I, I have to see that. I have to notice different things with myself. I still do like that. Like, sometimes it comes so naturally, but that's okay. I don't have to focus on the bad because what also come naturally is my kindness. And when I do things without expecting anything in return or without even noticing the kind of person that I am. But overall, I saw this vision of this football player. I thought it was Mike Vick. You know, I heard Mike say, that's Mike Vick. You know, I heard Mike Vick so many years. Like, he's just this big guy, this big name. Everybody put so much hype around. I'm like, you know, that's good. That's great. He must be great. Everybody putting all this hype around. But you can't always believe the hype. And it feels like God is just placing me in rooms and placing me in situations and placing me in conversations with all these people who everybody else around me just always glorified their name and made them feel so big. And now I'm meeting them for real. And it's just normal. You know, nobody's, they're just human. They're just regular people, but they they resonated with me, you know, and I know that that's God. So I think it was Mike Vick. He came to me. He said to me, um, I know what it's like to be like you. I'm, we got similarities. Well, you got a good heart. Everybody step on it. My mother, she was, you know, on drugs. She didn't really love me for real. She abused me. She, you know... She didn't she didn't really show me the love I needed. I was in not a foster homes, I think that's what he said. And he also said that, you know, when he was a kid, people used to plot on smashing his like genital area so he could never have children, so that he can never, you know, be or, you know, start a family or like carry on a legacy. And I feel like this just resonated with me personally because every single time that they intentionally targeted the different things that I was trying to work on and the different things that I was doing to build my spirit, build my intelligence, become everything that I wanted to be in life. Every single time that they intentionally targeted and jumped down my throat and ganged up on me about that, were they intentionally trying to destroy my hopes and having a better future or my you know, ever feel like, like every single time I wanted to get up, it's like, they like, get down. You will never get up. You will never be who it is we see in you to be. We never going to let you. And now I hear them saying it. They just say it now. They never said it before. They just did that kind of stuff. But now they're saying it. So is that a blessing? Probably because people like to disguise this stuff as, oh, everybody's just playing. Oh, we just playing. We just playing. We was just playing. You're not playing. You're intent on destroying my, you know, chances at a future. That's intentional. That's intentional destruction. You're doing that on purpose. And the only time you bold enough to admit that is when you got a whole bunch of people around you, you know, supporting or agreeing with that or going along with that because they jealous too and so since i gotta fight the whole world you know i can't fight you every time you got all the energy for that and so do they because everybody's jealous of me for a reason so now i have to be the bigger person but then i'm laughed at for being a bigger person 
because you'd rather me sit there and fight you. You'd rather me fight you about it. Why would you rather me fight you about it? Because then it makes you feel better, like you actually are working on me, like it's working. I mean, I'm, I'm destroying whatever up or chance or extra, you know, extra like, you know, whatever you had over me, whatever amount you had over me, I feel like makes you better than me. I'm destroying that because, you know, it's a competition for me, even when you may not be in competition with me. Honestly, I think that might be almost one of the only things that even makes sets me apart. It's not the only thing, but I feel like it makes such a difference, you know. I'm not in competition with you. You know, when it comes down to it, I think I let you win. Or I'd be willing to sacrifice my win if you could win too. I'd be willing to sacrifice my win if it were a fight to the death type of thing. And you had to die because I love you so much. I'd be willing to sacrifice that win for you. And that's how I win. I feel like I won by then. But you, you probably never do it. And you don't care. And you think that that's cool. And you feel like that's what sets you apart. And that's not how you set. That's not how you set apart. Everybody's everybody's like that. Everybody's like that. There's very few people who be running a race, and they're the one person that's right neck and neck at them, who would who who almost about to get that finish line right before them. They catch a cramp in their leg, and they start they fall or something. It's very few people who ain't gonna run right to that finish line anyway. It's like, I got it. I don't care. It's too bad. That's on you. It's very few people who will stop and be like, you know what? I don't even want it if I got to win like that. Let's win together or let's let somebody else win because it's not a competition. Even if it is, it ain't. Not for me. You know, I don't want my wins like that. I want my wins fair and square. A lot of this stuff is dirty. It's dirty to put witchcraft on somebody. It's dirty to be sitting in a cut like, I'm going to make sure you'll never get this or you'll never get that. I'm going to make sure you don't know about this. I'm going to make sure you get did like this and you get did like that. So I can feel like I won. It's dirty to do stuff like that. That's just dirty. And let's say you ain't have a choice. Let's say you was pulled into it. You know, true feelings is just exposed. You don't do everything in your power to try to help somebody else. No, a matter of fact, no. Let me not lie because I'm I understand being human. I don't do everything in my power to help somebody else all the time. But it's just like I don't know. I know I fight real hard. I fight my hardest to, you know, help somebody before I fight my hardest to hurt somebody. I don't know. Maybe that's what makes a difference. Who knows? But either way it go, I like that this football player came and talked to me and said something to me. And I know he's a football player because he said I'm a football player. But they, somebody else said Mike Vick, but they could have just been trying to be funny. Who knows? You know, but he said we got a lot in common. He said he changed to his baby mother. His baby mother, he had, he always like was a good person and wanted to take care of people. His whole life, he just, you know, felt like he's misunderstood. And never really had nobody care for him. Here comes his baby mother. She trapped him. And 
she just drains him. Like, every day it's about attention. She just abuses him. She's just abusing him. And a lot of times we don't give men credit. A lot of times women are too quick to jump on a bandwagon of, you know, these men. It be these men. These men are always the ones abusing these women. It takes two to make a baby. She didn't do it alone and all this other stuff. And no, no, a lot of women do never want to consider that it was the woman who trapped him. It was the one woman who was wicked. Like, you know, just because she has a vagina and he had to, you know, it feels like a woman can never force you into sex. Just because of these different aspects does not mean that that man is not innocent, that he's just automatically wrong. He's automatically the villain. A lot of these men are abused. And I noticed that I hate it, but I don't want to say I hate it, but I'll say just just that sometimes it just, I don't really want it to have to be like that, but men gravitate towards me because I am more like, sometimes men gravitate, the men, sometimes it's like the men that gravitate towards me, they are... Like, deprived of a mother's love. A lot of the times, deprived of a, of a mother's love. And now that I'm in this situation, what I see is that it feels like people are saying, you are mommy. You're mommy. We call you mommy. You're my mom. And this is my dad. And it's a traumatic environment that feeds off of the trauma that we feed into in our lives. And yes, a lot of times the trauma in your life determines what type of person or direction you're going to go in. And so, you know, unintentionally, I decided that I wanted to be a mother figure because I wanted to be a better mom than my mother was. I wanted to be the best mom that I can be. I wanted to be the mom I never had. I wanted to be the person I never had. And you know what? That's that's bad because you're really supposed to heal in a way where you just be whoever you were going to be if you had everything you needed. Not what you were deprived of. But maybe God is going to completely heal me and make me wholehearted 100%. Or maybe I will find an environment that supports my healing as long as it needs and I can support someone else's and we're happy and we're everything that we can be for each other it's not about feeding off of you know any type of traumatic behavior or anything of that nature you know it's just right because it's from God I have hope in that but this football player tells me about their life and they say Like he had, he had to, he's just trying to, he, he knows what it feels like to have to feel like, feel like you're trapped in your, you're like, not a slave, you're like you're being abused in your own home. Every time you come back home, you can never, you know, find any peace. And his baby mother was just so like, smothering him and always seeking and wanting attention when she knows, you know, she's fine. You know, she's just adding more stress and doing everything that she can to, like, drain him. So the other day, I had this experience. I was praying. I'm fighting so hard to focus on God and get back to where I was. And what happens is all I know is I I see a vision of a rat 
in a handout with a cheese block. I've been seeing rat and hearing rat. And I remember I was laying in bed and, you know, my leg was kicked up and they were, and I looked back and it's like they were trying to say that I look like a little rat. That's what they were saying, that I'm a rat. I'm a rat because dude showed up in my bedroom stealing sexual encounters with me, using witchcraft. And I'm not okay with that. Like, I'm a rat because I'm not wanting to be in the Illuminati with you. I'm a rat because I don't want your, I don't want your, your money for my soul. That's what makes me a rat. You're the rat. You're a rat. You know, because you know you're wrong. You're always where you're never invited. You're the rat. Rats are always where they're never invited. You know, always scattering, you know, when the lights come on in the, in the house or the bills that you pay. You don't belong here. This is my house. This is my home. This is my spirit. This is my soul. You don't belong here. Nobody invited you. But I'm the rat. You got that backwards, but I think that's why they allow you to keep calling me one because they know you really the rat. They know it's a rat infestation here. It's not me. So, if anything, I'm probably the exterminator. No, God is the exterminator. I don't want to take any credit. God is the exterminator. You're the rat. People are always trying to call me names. I think that the only reason that it doesn't affect me or that they're even allowed to continue on with their names is because everything they call me, they are. And I'm starting to see that that's how it kind of works. So this is a lot of times why I'm trying to hold my breath. I'm trying to keep my composure. And I'm trying not to say what's on my heart because it feels like God, Jesus is always looking at me. Like everything you say about somebody else, you're saying about yourself. It's you. You're talking about yourself. If you're not talking about them in a kind way and you don't mean it, you're talking about you, you're projecting because when you're happy and you're healed and you know you are who you're supposed to be or where you need to go, either you're not talking about anybody, you're not worried about them, you're only worried about what you need to be doing or you're only extending high words in order to lift someone up. Everything else that you do, it's about you. No matter what it is you say or what you think. So... I'm, I'm, I try my best to be careful. I'm, well, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I'll just say that. But all I know is in this process, what happened was I was fighting. And what I keep hearing is like, that's not God. That's not God. He has you worshiping him like he's God. That is, you know, I believe they were saying NBA young boy. But I'm saying if it is him, I know what it's really about. What it's really about is the fact that he's standing in my way. Every single day, I ask for God. Every single day, I want to be with God. They're fighting me so hard. They're standing in my way of my... They're blocking whatever entrance or exit it is to get to him. They're keeping me from God, which I don't necessarily understand why he's allowing that, but it must all be for a reason. But they're keeping me from God. So when people try and tease me and say, you're worshiping him, stop worshiping him. What do you expect me to do? Be like you? You expect me to just not see God at all? Because all I'm ever doing is trying to get to God. All I'm ever doing is trying to read my Bible and trying to reach him. That's all I'm ever doing. So if anybody is right there talking about, oh, she worshiped me like I'm God, just know they are standing in the way of who I'm trying to get to. And I don't care if they think I'm worshiping them. I know who I'm worshiping. It's not you. You are you are you believe the lies you tell. I don't. 
So I'm sitting here trying to focus on God and worship God. And all I keep getting is like this. They're trying to brainwash me. They're trying to brainwash me into believing I worship him like he's, like he's God and that this is him. And, you know, I'm jealous of, you know, I really I really think that I'm in a relationship with him. And, or, or they're trying to expose that, you know, I'm somehow lying. Like, I don't really believe that this is God I'm worshiping when I'm worshiping. And when I know for a fact he was there every second of this entire process. And if this is really whoever it is trying to pretend as it, trying to get in the way of who God is, you knew that whole time. You know what I really think. You know where I'm really at with this. Because every single time I feel like I can hide something from you or even get the idea of trying to, you're right there like, you can't hide nothing from me. So then that means I cannot hide the fact that that's who I, that's who I believe that that is, God. This is who I believe that I am worshiping. I don't believe that's God, no. But I believe that I'm worshiping God. If there is truly somebody right there standing in my way, which I don't necessarily believe, I believe that they, maybe they are standing in my way. Of course, there's somebody there distracting me and trying to turn me away from God. But ultimately, I believe that it doesn't really matter. God hears me. God knows that I'm, he knows where my prayers are going. If they were ever in my way, then my sister wouldn't have been delivered that day. Like, what do you mean? This person stood over me like, yes, finally you bowed on to me. Finally. You know, acknowledging that I ever I had power the whole time, even though they try to pretend me, I pretend as if I had none, convince me that I had none. Acknowledging that all they ever wanted to do was to be able to stand over me while while I, you know, bow down to my knees, trying to get me to worship. This is Satan. This is how Satan. This is Satan's attitude for real in real life. Like it's not even funny. It is, but it ain't. But all I know is. The whole time they thought I was bowing to them. And I'm like, how do you really believe a lot that you said? Like, you believe I'm bowing to you? Are you really that full of yourself that you really think I'm bowing to you? Even though you can hear God's voice right over your head. Talking. Telling me what to do. God is saying, she will. And be quiet and all this other stuff. And, you know... Don't care what nobody else thinks. Focus. This is what God is saying. This is stuff that God is saying. I can hear his voice speaking over the situation. And I asked them why they laughed in my face and tried to pretend as if it wasn't happening. I said, y'all don't hear that? Y'all don't hear Satan? Y'all don't hear God? And it was like, oh, that's crazy. That is Satan, though. That is Satan. I do hear God. I do hear Satan. So the whole time. You made me feel like I was crazy. You laughed at me in my face every single time I said, this is Jesus. This is God. I know I'm not right. I'm not 100% right. It's a lot of things I got to do. It's a lot of, you know, changes I need to make. But clearly, you are able to see more. Well, not clearly. It feels like you are a little bit more aware than I may be. Because you here with friends laughing and joking and all this other stuff. But I'm here like, what's going on? But you ain't hear God. You ain't hear Satan. You ain't hear Satan what he said about you. He's talking about some. They're idiots. They're being controlled. All they do is sit here and laugh. I'm going to torture them when they get to hell. They don't like. He just saying all kind of stuff. He just saying how. You know. Why they sitting here laughing. Thinking that this is just a party and a game. Keep on laughing. Because he's the one who's laughing the most. 
That's what he's saying. Y'all don't even hear God trying to protect you. You don't hear how much God loves you. You don't even believe it. You don't even care. You so ignorant. All you do is sit here and laugh. And you think it's funny. Okay. We'll see. That's, this is the kind of stuff he's saying. And he's laughing really hard. But he's the only one with the right to. But that's crazy, though. You know, I just, I don't know. Anyways, all I know is, as I'm trying to worship God, I feel this, like, something's fighting me. Something's constantly fighting me. What I hear is, like, a conversation, and it sounds like money yaya. And it's like, all I hear is, like, this person comes, it's like, that's Brittany Ritter. And then I hear, you know, them come in, and it's like, you know, here, let me do it. Let me let me fight her. But first, they try to make it seem as if, you know, I want her to believe I'm her friend. Or I want her to think that, you know, she actually got a friend in me or something. like. Because at one point, she was, I saw her on, you know, Instagram. But I wonder, you know, where she really stood in this whole situation. Like, is she asleep? Is she woke? Do she know what's going on? Is she a part of it? Did she bow down to Satan? You know, how does God feel about her? Is she one of the people being controlled? Does she care about God? Is she a good person? And I just wonder because she's seemingly in this debacle with Cam Newton. I just want to know if it's just, you know, a press run, if it's just a publicity stunt. But all I know is, you know, she just... You know, takes Yaya's place, I believe, in fighting me. And, she, and then I think Yaya just promises to protect her or whatever from me. And that right there, you know, kind of, you know, contradicts what they try to get me to believe all day. That I don't even have really any real power. But I, that doesn't matter anyways because every other time they're like, you won't understand the power that you have. So it's like, whatever. Whatever they think, whatever, I just have to be confident and know who God is and what it is really going on, despite what people say. They're going to always say different things, switch it up all the time, whenever it just benefits them to manipulate me. Or if it's beneficial to them. But all I know is, um, it feels like this person is fighting me and doing everything in their power to somehow get me away from God but they're trying to convince me that you know what they're doing is trying to get a kiss like don't let her kiss your man don't let her kiss your man and I'm like whose man what man I'm not fighting for a man I'm never doing all of this for a man unless it's the son of man Jesus Christ the son of God this is not for no man. You keep trying to convince me that I'm doing all this about a man. Only you would do all this about a man. Only a fool would do all this about a man. I mean, I'll be honest. If it was my God-given husband, I would put as much effort in as I could for that person. But no, not this. I would never be doing everything in my power to save my family and save my soul and get the healing that I need and get closer to Jesus and become the person I'm destined to be. Not about no man. I don't think a man can ever drive me like that. I'm sorry. It's going to get to a certain point, and I hate to admit it because obviously maybe that means I need to be better. But it's going to get to a certain point where I'm like, what makes you so worth it? you just human just like me. I can't be doing all this for you. When you bleed just like I bleed, 
We could be doing all this together for God. I would never idolize a man like that. And that's why I feel like I'm in this position more than anything. More than even, you know, not more than, you know, Satan wanted my soul. But the ne- next to it, it's, it's like right there. Like maybe Satan is admitting like most of the time, a lot I get most of my women by, you know, getting them to sell their souls for these men and this money. And I'm so blessed that Jesus kept me because it won't be me. But anyways, as I'm sitting here worshiping, all I know is I'm fighting something. This this individual just keeps pretending and trying to make it look like, you know, I'm affected by what they're doing. While I'm here, you know, doing everything that I can to fight for God. We're not doing everything that I can, but I'm just trying to focus on God. They're trying to make it seem like I'm just going out of my way. And the first question I'd ask when they got close enough to me was, are you okay? Are you safe? Are you being controlled by by Satan as well? Are you being controlled by this demon witch too? And I sensed in their spirit exactly what I sensed in mine. You know, slave. They're enslaved. So I said, okay, you just doing what you got to do. But that still doesn't mean I'm safe because when you're doing what you got to do, anything you can to survive, that would make somebody unsafe. You know, I'm going to die or they're going to kill me or they're going to torture me or my family or whatever. I don't know what they holding over your head. The stuff they holding over my head will make me go almost to whatever length. I'll turn into Hannibal Lecter. So I don't know what it is you're doing, what they're holding over your mind or your head, you know, I mean, maybe I won't really turn into Hannibal Lecter, but I'd probably be willing to. You know, it feels like there's nothing I would not do because they're holding my faith over my head. What am I going to do without God? I'd rather do whatever it is they said I was going to do, you know, rather than while I'm fighting for God, if that's what God intends for me to do, if he intends for me to fight for him and this is what I got to do to get to him, yeah, I'd rather do that than, you know, be cool and, and, they leave me alone and then I go to hell and I at least do and put in my best effort and I make it there. Even if I do go to hell, oh well. Like I know the only thing I'm be thinking in hell the whole time is dang, what could have I done differently to not make it here? So I might as well do everything I can. So all I know is, you know, This person just feel like they're getting, you know, I'm fighting them. It feels like I'm fighting them. They're doing everything they can to distract me and lie to me and get me to, you know, be distracted or, you know, feel some type of way or change what it is I believe that I'm fighting for. Trying to get me to somehow admit that I I, I am fighting for a guy. Some Give me to somehow try and fold underneath the pressure of that. And I'm like, no, that's not what I believe that I'm doing. Like, no, you'll never, even if you ever got me to admit that or say that, I'm not nev- I'm not necessarily admitting that. That doesn't make it true because the fact of the matter is, if that were ever true, you wouldn't have to go through this great length to somehow try and brainwash me or control me into saying it. But that doesn't mean that it's not a danger that that's what you're trying to do. Because maybe I've seen that it's, it may necessarily be possible if I don't fight my hardest for God and towards God that you actually 
somehow get me to believe that this is what's going on. Because you're working on it all day and all night. Like, you don't have nothing else better to do. And I don't know what is in it for you. I don't know what they're holding over your head. I don't know why you why is it so worth it to you. But you fight so hard. It shows me that I need to fight harder for God, obviously. You know, because what else am I going to do? Go to hell with you? I don't want to be there. I don't even want to be here with you now. So, you know, imagine eternity. But all I know is this person, all I keep hearing is, You know, all I keep hearing is, don't let her, don't let her kiss your guy. Oh, they about to start kissing. Oh, they about to start this right in your face, right in your face. And I'm just like, okay, I'm not dating anybody. I'm not with anybody. Like this is, if it's. They're claiming to be my guy. Okay, fine. That's what it takes to get you to Jesus. Fine. That's great. You know, I'm not with you. And I can never say it, though, because then they just beat me. So I'm just abused if I ever say that. But all I know is, you know, I say it all the time with my feelings and my heart. Like, I'm not with anybody. Who am I with but God? Look at what I do every day. What do I do every day? I do my best to focus on my Bible. I do my best to try and better myself and heal and fight for my family. I'm not, you know, trying to think about no guy. And you're forcing thoughts of a guy inside of my head. You're going to force me into a relationship and then you're going to rape me. You're going to get me raped, push, force me into sex trafficking, force me into, you know, witchcraft, force me to sell my soul to the devil. How is that a relationship? Y'all call that relationships now? Sure, if that's the case, then I'm already in one. So, what do you mean? You know, regardless of anything, though, for whatever type of sadistic mindset they have, whatever it is going on, I keep hearing, it's between him or this football player. This football player wants you. You know, this football player, football player, and all this other stuff. And it's like, then I hear this person say, you're always threatening to leave me. All you do is threaten to leave me. And I hate that, you know, if that really is reflective of my personality, if that's really what's going on, that's really what's happening, that that's what it always takes in order to get you to, you know, act right or do what you're supposed to do. If you was doing what you're supposed to do, would I ever threaten to leave you? Would I ever want to? You know, I don't understand it. You know, it kind of drives me crazy because I would never want to be in a relationship like this. I don't even feel like it's necessary to have to know everything your partner's mind or in their soul. Regardless of whatever issues I'm dealing with, only Jesus need to be there for it. You know, I mean, you can be there for it too, but only when we praying together. You know, if you can't trust me to tell you whatever need, whatever it is I need you to tell you when I'm healed enough in order to be, feel like you, you should be there for that, then what, like... I don't need a master. I don't need a slave master. You know, get on your knees and pray and, and ask God to send you somebody then trust them when he send them and you don't have to do all that. It don't it don't ever have to be that serious. Like where you got to have so much control over a person mind, they can't never even have a thought without you knowing about it. That's how much trust issues you got. How could you ever trust God? 
gosh, you you that scared. You that scared to be hurt. I know I, I might be real scared to be hurt. That's what it feel like they saying all the time. You're so scared to be hurt. You don't even want to love somebody. We're just showing you that it's okay. It's okay to love someone. Now you can love somebody because now you can know everything that they're thinking. You always say, I don't know what someone else is thinking, so I don't want to love them. Now you can love. You know everything that they're thinking. And everything, now that I know everything they're thinking, it's just only a reinforced. I don't want to love none of you. I know everything you're thinking now. You will really sit up here and try and allow a girl to fight me out of God's presence in order to kiss you in my face? Just to make me jealous. I don't have time for that. I don't want to be with you. Then you forcing me to be with you? I can't even say I'm not with you. Leave me alone. If I want to if I want to pray and I want to heal and I want to be where I'm supposed to be with God, if I want to do better and fight hard towards God, leave me alone and let me do it. If that's all I'm asking for, it don't matter if I'm wrong. It don't matter if I don't know everything I could be doing or everything that you could be adding or whatever. If that's really what was intended to happen, then it wouldn't be such a fight. We wouldn't be having to go through all this. And why do I got to fight every girl, a million different girls around the world for you? Just go be with somebody else. Go be with somebody who's willing to fight you. Then you got somebody right here that's like, I'll fight and I'll do all that for you. I'm willing to fight for you. Everything she don't want to do, I'm willing to do. You got somebody right there like that for you. And you want to chase after me who don't want to do nothing for you. I don't want to do nothing for you but pray for you. That's it. You are not for me. Leave me alone. You are Satan himself. He's using you. You don't understand it. You feel like you uh, God sent, but that's God. You keeping me from him. So it's frustrating, but it's sobering. Because a lot of us think that we are just so great, so big, and we deserve all these different things that we just do not deserve, and it don't make sense. And would God ever place me in a situation where I would have to do all the work on somebody? How would I know? I'm not perfect. God got to do all the work on me, so maybe God would. But at the same time, he would never give me nobody who would keep me from him. I know that for a fact. If you ever keep me from God, he would never give you me. He would never give you me. He would never give me you. And so I feel that I hear God. He intercedes for me. God, they always laugh and joke and play and always saying, you ain't keeping nothing from me. I got control over her. This is mine. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Can't nobody be me. And then God just thunders down like, she belongs to me. Leave her alone. You will not take her from me. I don't care what you thought, who you thought you was. That's it. That's that. Nobody's going to touch her. She belongs to me as long as she wants me. As long as she's choosing me, you're going to stay away from her. And so I know that I'm not being touched. I know that I cannot be touched, even though all they, all they do is torture my mind and get me to believe I'm being raped, you know, kicked abused, stumped on, stepped on, all this other stuff. Yes, I am being abused because they send demons on me every single day that tortures my mind. They got my family all around me turned against me. I don't know what they paying them, but they spit in my food. They tamper with things. They do everything they power to distract me and turn me away from God. They got me working my, myself to the bone to pray so hard to get de- demons off me that they fight all day every day to keep on me. And them. Um, So, yeah, 
It's real. Way more real than even what I just said. But all I know is, you know, I'm just doing everything that I can to pray. And, you know, fight and focus towards God. And it's like, you know, I keep getting like, if it's anybody, you ever have a friend, you ever have a God, you ever have anybody that brings you close to the God, you hold on to them forever. And so I'm supposed to believe this person is bringing me closer to God. But it's funny because maybe you think too much of yourself and you can even realize maybe you can't hear God no more. Or you maybe you're not hearing God. And I don't want to say that because like we all hear him. That's a fact. But it's like, it sometimes feel like it's hard. It's, it's not understood that you hear him because what he said to me was, yeah, what you, you, what you know is what it is. They're keeping you from me. They're turning you away from me. They're doing everything they can to distract you from me. So you ain't from him. And if I ever need a confirmation, he sends different people around me that confirm. Yeah, this is what it would be like if they actually were for God. This is what it would be like if, you know, they weren't trying to distract you or pull you away from him. Everything that you suspected is true. Satan is controlling them. They're doing everything in their power to pull you away from God and get you to sell your soul to the devil or choose them over God. Don't believe nothing. Keep fighting. It's going to work out for you. So if I ever need that confirmation, I get it. But that's also confirmation that it's very few people who are actually doing that. So maybe this is God showing me the reason why he sent me here on this assignment anyways, regardless. You know... I always said to God, God, if you just show them who you are, I guarantee that they will not deny you. They cannot deny you. If you can save me, you can save any, save anybody. He sent me on assignment for these people, obviously, because he wanted them to hear me say that. He wanted them to see, you know, me as an example. He wanted, you know, them to believe that too. He wanted them to be transformed like that. He wanted to see that work on these people too. And also, I guess, a learning experience for myself because a lot of things I couldn't believe ever could happen. I see that there, everything he said was the truth. And also that it shows me how to stop being judgmental as much as I am writing people off immediately because of certain things. It forces you to have to look past a lot of different flaws people have in order to see different things about them. You know, when you're... When you have no choice but to be around them, you have to see the different things that are worth fighting for. It forces you to fight for people, learn how to fight for things that may be worth fighting for, but not up front. Just don't feel like it for the first five minutes, you know, because you're worth fighting for. And what if God said, oh, no, because of all the different things that you've done, I'm not like that's it. You're going to hell. What if that was your judgment? What if God didn't? Be patient with you. What if God didn't see you as worth fighting for despite all the mistakes that you made? So he wants us to be more like him in that way and be able to endure. But still, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, because some it seems like everybody else has it all figured out. Am I really supposed to be here suffering for somebody who would really do these type of things to me? Are they worth it? Do they matter? Regardless of what reason they said that they're doing it for. Regardless of what they feel like we have in common. Regardless of... Whatever situation that it is that we in, I still not deciding to be that kind of person. Even though I have my flaws, I still would never do that. 
if I ever got the chance to sit up here and kiss a dude, a, a dude in your face just to make you jealous and distract you from God, I would never do anything. I would never do anything to distract you from God. Nothing ever. I don't care what you say. If you are in, if I know, intentionally know that you are in Jesus' presence, doing everything that you can to heal and be made whole, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to do what I can to get in his presence too. So I don't never understand that. And why would God ever show me that, oh, this is the type of person I'm giving you. When, of course, he's also showing me that I would never be that kind of person. Just don't feel right. Just don't seem right or make sense to me. But maybe it's still so much to learn. Obviously, it's still so much to learn this experience. It makes me feel like the whole time, really, I don't think that ever was about this person. But it was just about God sending this person to do the very thing that he always wanted. Make me appreciate what I already had instead of wishing and wanting for more. All these different things we see on TV, money, cars, clothes, you know, rap careers, whatever, attention, power, all these different things we want to do whatever for every single day. All we can do is focus on we can't even appreciate what we have or God. You know, what if God took everything you ever had, exposed what that was, and then forced you to have to make a choice right now, appreciate what you have forever, even if you never get nothing more or you have to appreciate what you had forever. I don't know. But they just kept talking about this football player. And I guess they're trying to say, like, oh, you know, this is your other option if it doesn't work out with this person. I don't really want to be set up by no human. But then again, at the same time, I've seen the same human in God's presence. So it's like God is vouching for them. But still, I'm just like, nah, let it let the cars fall where they may. You know, maybe this is the cars falling where they may. Whoever knows. Maybe I just need to change my perspective on it. I don't know if I really want to. Because it's a lot of these different it's a lot of different mindsets I don't appreciate. Just because I want to be the best woman that I can for God and submit to God doesn't mean I'm gonna worship you like your God. And when you can't even submit to God. And then I seen this whole thing where it's like I was on my knees. And I was doing my best to submit to God. And this person was just like, you know, I guess submitting to God. But they were burning. I heard them screaming like, ah, oh, or something like that. I don't know if they were just trying to be funny. But all I know is, like, they expected to stand over me. I was, I said, yes, I will submit to you as my husband if you submitted 100% to God. If you are truly who I think that you are, which is not family or not a rapist. And not decept not deceptive. I'll be willing to forgive a lot of a lot of different things, you know. Like you're being here. We you shouldn't be here in the spirit. Like I should have met you in person. Come on now. But all I know is or maybe I don't know, but all I know is I'll be willing to submit over to you as my husband. If you would submit to God and be the man that you're supposed to be in God, absolutely. If it under right circumstances, of course. Biblical. Truth. You know, righteousness. And they expected to stand as I bowed. No, that's Satan. What do you mean? You're supposed to be on your knees too. We're submitting to each other, but we're submitting to God first. What you standing for? That never made sense to me. But I just didn't say anything because I can't say anything either way. They just jumped me. So, we'll see.